Are you feeling it? That weariness in the depths of your soul. Charlotte Fritz is here. Soul rest is more than just the absence of stress. It is something that God gives to us. It's letting go of our agendas and trusting God's plan for our lives. It's leaning on God instead of ourselves. And it's something that we receive from God instead of something that we can manufacture on our own. Welcome to the Mudroom. It might be a mess. But that's what it's here for. Whatever junk you're carrying with you, you can leave it here. However much of a mess you are today, the mudroom is here for you. A place to drop off all the other selves we are constantly putting on and taking off. A place to catch your breath as your soul catches up with you. We don't have to be anything in the mudroom except our messy, marvelous selves. So, have a seat. Take a deep breath and enter in with us. This is episode 12, Discovering Soul Rest with author and speaker, Charlotte Fritz. Maybe you found us today where I sit in the wastelands of February, or maybe you're tuning in at a time when winter's already in the rearview mirror. Whenever and wherever you found us, chances are you're feeling it too. The ache for rest that seeps deep into our souls. The one that can't be satiated by a cat nap or even the Calm app on your phone. Not even by a weekend of binge watching your favorite series. If today's podcast caught your eye, it's probably because you're longing for a rest that transcends the temporary. You're longing for soul rest. Author, speaker, and Bible teacher Sharla Fritz reads you loud and clear. And she joins us today for a deeper dive into what soul rest really is, including the often counterintuitive ways we can receive it. Most recently, Sharla is the author of Measured by Grace, How God Defines Success, among her many other Bible studies and books. If her bio doesn't shed some light on her expertise on the topic of rest, this conversation will. I'm your host, Nicole Wu. I'm a writer and editor here at the Mudroom blog. Join Sharla and myself as we chase after, pun intended, a rest that lasts. Charlotte Fritz, welcome to the Mudroom. We are so glad to have you here. You aren't a stranger to the Mudroom. In fact, a few months ago in November, you wrote a beautiful piece for us called Let's Not Chase the Spotlight. And that piece will have a link in the show notes, but it deeply impacted me when I read it. So I want to thank you for that. And just thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. I love the Mudroom posts and they're so thoughtful and always touch my heart too. We're so glad that you could be part of our community. Sharla, I am excited to speak to you today. First of all, you had me at Discover Soul Rest. This is the title of your newly release course. We typically begin the new year with this juxtaposition of high expectations and an empty tank. We've just come off of Christmas, but we have all these new year's resolutions and goals. But by February, many of us are running on fumes. And I feel that too. (laughs) 
And <laughs> um, we're feeling, many of us, incredibly depleted. It's interesting that our theme this month at the Mudroom is fill, which seems very adjacent to this concept of soul rest. And it's also really appropriate as many of us in this season are trying to just maintain this frantic pace without much in our reserves. So thank you for offering this course. I'm so excited to talk to you about it today. Oh, yes, you are right that we, at this time of year, we do feel especially empty. You know, maybe we've made a whole bunch of those New Year's resolutions and now we've failed at them. Yes. And we need to find that soul rest that helps us to connect with God and live the life that he intends us to live. Yes. Hearing you say that makes me think again back to our theme this month. And I think at this point, many of us are trying to fill ourselves with things that aren't necessarily the things that are going to last or truly have staying power like the concept of soul rest would. I'm just so thankful for the timing of your release of this course and that you can talk with us today. So Charlotte, we traditionally begin our time on the Mudder and Podcast with a question for our guests that allows them to really just lay down any metaphorical layers that they might be carrying at the moment. That helps us to get to know you as our guest. Is there anything, Charlotte, that you might want to shed here in the Mudroom today? It's a great question. I think something that I am constantly trying to shed and <laughs> then metaphorically put on again and take off again is this need that I have to prove myself by my accomplishments. You had mentioned that you had Suzanne Stabile on your podcast. So probably many of your listeners know about Enneagram. And so I'm an Enneagram three and Enneagram threes are known for trying to get attention through their accomplishments trying to base their worth in that. And so that is something that I have been trying to lay down often. And I've gotten better at it in the past few years, but it still creeps in and I still need to lay it down again. Yes. And I know for you probably too, Charlotte, as a musician, that has also been a challenge because there's so much in the way of performance there. You and me both, I will join you in laying that down because that is a continuous struggle that I also have. Thank you for your honesty and your vulnerability in that. Okay. Now we're both feeling a little bit lighter now, right? So we can yes. step into yes. <laughs> we can step into this conversation on soul rest. Let's get right into it, Charlotte. As writers, we often write about things that that we ourselves long for in our own lives. So I'm suspecting that discovering soul rest has been an important theme in your own life. So can you tell us a little bit about your own journey toward it and how you were led then to develop this course? Sure. I just told you about my tendency to base my worth and recognition, and that has been a lifelong thing. Now that I understand that part of me, I can see that was something that happened throughout my life in school. I tried to get the recognition through grades. Even as a mom, you know, you don't want to be the mom that pushes their kids into getting recognition, but maybe I did that too. And I entered into this world of writing, which I started out as thinking of as a minister. Ministry. But anybody who has entered into this world knows that when you're trying to publish, you're trying to get the attention of editors and agents and readers. 
So I started trying to follow all of the experts that said, do this and do that, and you will be an overnight success. Of course, that didn't work. And it only made my soul more desperate because I was trying to do more and do more, fill my schedule and follow all of the expert advice. It just ended up draining my soul. And as I started to realize my temperament a little bit more, I started to realize that I can have soul rest, not because I've checked everything off of my to-do list and not because I've won some award and made it or something like that. I can have soul rest just because God gives it to me graciously out of love. It's not something I have to earn. This soul rest has been a very important thing in my life in spiritual growth. So it's something that you are living out as we speak, really, mm -hmm. in the career that right. God has led you to. Yeah. And in my effort to do work for attention, I would fill up my schedule and God kept trying to get my attention to pay attention to his rhythms of rest. So in the course, I talk about how we can learn his rhythms of rest and then we can connect with him because in that connection, he will give us soul rest. Yes. So much of what you're saying, and I know that we'll get to this, is almost counterintuitive to the way our culture might approach rest. It's like tick off all the things that you feel like you need to do, and then you can relax or work hard and earn that rest. So I'm fascinated to dig a little deeper. I'm a U2 fan. They have a song called Running to Stand Still, and I feel like it perfectly captures where many of us feel like we're at. Pausing to pursue rest may seem counterintuitive as we look at our long to-do lists each day, or maybe even the goals that we've set for the coming year. Can you speak to some of the symptoms or signs that may alert us to our need for soul rest? Because we might be going at such a pace that we don't even realize it. And also maybe on a more personal level, what have those signs or symptoms been for you? We are often running to stand still and we might have physical symptoms of exhaustion and just tiredness. I know that has been a, a thing for me on really busy seasons that I've tried to do it all because I've felt like I needed to do it all. And so I just filled my schedule so full that I remember telling a friend that I felt like a squeezed out tube of toothpaste. I had nothing left. There was just nothing left there. So that might be the case that you might have physical symptoms just of total exhaustion. But some inner symptoms might be anxiety or a feeling of emptiness, that tube of toothpaste thing too. You, know, you just have nothing left to give or feeling that you're just out of gas and you have no motivation anymore. I think of a time back when my husband and I were newlyweds and we were both in graduate school. I was working on a, a graduate degree in music and I needed a piano to practice on, but we were very poor. He was going to the seminary and so <laughs> we just searched. This was back before online possibilities. So we searched through the classified ads in the newspaper and we saw a piano that was for sale and we we decided we'll go check it out. So when we got there, this kind man showed us into his dining room where the piano was. And I saw that the piano looked very nice on the outside. It looked like it was all polished and everything. But when I sat down to play, <laughs> it was terribly out of tune. And I, I said, so when has this piano been tuned? And he said, ah, uh, this piano, it hasn't had but a hundred tunes played on it. <laughs> he thought it was 
was like, you know, tunes played on the piano were like miles on the car. We weren't sure if we should buy this piano because the outside had been taken care of, but the inside hadn't. And I think that is often a great symptom of when we need soul rest is we might look okay on the outside, but inside we feel like we're falling apart and people might not notice it. And like you said, we might ignore it because on the outside, things are still kind of functioning, but right. on the inside, we know there's something wrong. There are two really good metaphors there that you talked about that stood out to me. First of all, the tube of toothpaste being squeezed out. <laughs> I've never <laughs> heard that before, but that is exactly how I feel sometimes. <laughs> yes, you must be a writer, Sharla. <laughs> but also the piano metaphor and if you think about it, what do we pay attention to when we start each day? You know, when we have to get going, if I'm honest, for me, it's the outside. Look presentable, look put together because you can go out there and even fake it if you have to. That's a great indicator if that's where we're putting our time and energy that we may indeed just be missing the whole internal part. We might be out of tune to go with the metaphor. So this idea, Sharla, of inner peace and even rest is both elusive and also it seems commodified in our society. We have relaxation and meditation apps that we can get on our phones to help us pause and breathe and even maybe go back to sleep. It feels like collectively as a society, we have probably tried all of them in this quest for rest. But you began by describing soul rest in your course very differently. You call it a quote, divine peace and wholeness of our whole beings, unquote. So how does soul rest, Charlotte, differ from these other concepts and offerings, whether it's a phone app or maybe a book that we find in Barnes and Noble or something like that? Well, I've tried some of those apps too, and they can be helpful, right? Sometimes they are very helpful for calming our minds and helping us go to sleep and relieving our stress. But I think soul rest is more than just the absence of stress. It is something that God gives to us. It's letting go of our agendas and trusting God's plan for our lives. It's leaning on God instead of ourselves. And it's something that we receive from God instead of something that we can manufacture on our own. We can arrange our schedules and we can change our mindsets in a way that we can enter into God's presence and receive it. But soul rest is not something that we can manufacture by following a certain number of steps hmm. or getting certain apps. <laughs> there's more to it than that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It goes deeper. I know that some of our listeners today, after having pursued many of these avenues towards a more peaceful life, that might have led them to some dead ends. Like you said, it might work for some things or for a while, but not necessarily something that has staying power. They may be asking themselves if soul rest is even possible after trying all these other avenues. What would you say to them? And it might actually be asking for a friend here, Sharla. <laughs> <laughs> Well, soul rest is possible, and it's something that we can find in God. I'm hoping that this course will help participants to find it in two ways. And I've kind of talked about this already, but first of all, by helping us discover God's rhythms of rest and arranging our schedules so that we have time to sit in his presence in stillness and to receive that rest. You know, Dallas Willard famously said, hurry is the great enemy of spiritual life. 
in our day. You must ruthlessly eliminate hurry from your life. We do this all the time. I am still guilty of this, even though I'm trying to get better. I am still hurrying from one thing to another often. And this is something that can destroy our soul rest. So we have to find time when we can connect with God. But the other way is to change our mindset. And that might help us change our schedule too. But our culture, it worships busyness. <laughs> it idolizes accomplishment. So we over and over think that we have to do certain things to prove ourselves or to get other people to love us. So I think we need to find God's perspective on rest and ask him to transform our souls. And that way is how we can then find that soul rest. So this course will help people defeat the enemies of rest because there's always something in the world or the enemy of our souls will always try to distract us from God. And if he can't get us to deny our faith, then he will try to distract us from it. This course will help you find release from your burdens and find some antidotes for anxieties. Changing that mindset in addition to finding time in your schedule or connecting with God. It reminds me of a conversation I had once with someone where when you were talking about cultural almost worship of busyness, we were saying that a lot of times if somebody asks you how you're doing, the response of, oh yeah, I'm really busy is a way to communicate your own value. How many times have you asked somebody how they're doing and they say, yeah, I had a couple really deep good days of rest. And, <laughs> and wouldn't that be nice? And then how would you respond to that? You would be surprised because culturally that's not the expectation. Yes, I've thought about that too. Like when we say to somebody, I don't know how you do it all, that is meant to be high praise. Nobody gives you a gold star or a trophy for resting. So <laughs> Right, exactly. Yeah. There are a lot of obstacles in the way. And I think the beauty of this course will be helping us to see them and work to remove them. So Charlotte, your Discovering Soul Rest course is designed to help us to understand and lead us into this gift that God has given us. Can you tell us more about how you've structured the course itself and what we might expect? Sure. When I started writing the material for the course, I started by looking at some of the Hebrew and Greek words for rest. And so in my course, I do study five of the biblical words for rest, three from the Hebrew and two from the Greek. Now, don't worry, you don't have to know any Greek or Hebrew to participate in the course. I just base the definitions of rest from these verses and their context in scripture, because I think that helps us to see how God defines rest and how he intends us to experience that. So there are five units and each one is based on one of those biblical words for rest. Rest. In each unit, then there are two teaching videos and two worksheets. In each worksheet, they're several pages long and they help you see the key lessons from the teaching video. They give you a little space to take notes and then they have some soul rest practices. Some of them are deep practices that will take a bit more time, maybe 20 minutes. You could always take more, but those are deeper. And then there are shorter, smaller 
other soul rest practices that you can just fit into the small moments of your day. I have found that that is one way I keep soul rest. If I take a little break in my work and I read a passage from scripture, I repeat a small prayer, I listen to a Christian song, I receive from God in that little encounter with him, mm -hmm. and then I can move on and work in his strength instead of just trying to push through on my own strength over and over again. So all of the soul rest practices are based in God's word because I think that is so important. Yes. You gave me a little sneak peek into some of what you're talking about. And I was really struck by the questions and what rest is as it's being communicated through scripture, which is entirely different than the rest we talk about in conversation. Yeah. It's more than, than a nap or a weekend away. It's, right. it's a change of a mindset. And I so appreciate what you said about the questions, because that was my hope that the questions will draw people in into this time with God and just exploring the deeper meanings of rest in the scripture. And it does so in a very gentle way, but in a way that pushes you to look deeper into your own life. Sharla, as you have developed this course and as you have written and taught and spoken over the years, I'm curious to ask you, who stands out to you in the Bible as someone or maybe multiple people that exhibit soul rest? This was such an interesting question for me. You gave me the questions beforehand and I was thinking about them. And one that stood out to me for sure is Mary of Bethany, because, well, we always think of Martha as the one that's a doer. So I'm always like Martha. I'm the doer. And Mary is content to sit at Jesus' feet and rest there and receive from him. We do have to get things done, but I want to be more like Mary and take that time when it's appropriate to just sit at Jesus' feet and receive his love, his teaching. Another person that I thought of is the Apostle John, because he always describes himself as the one that Jesus loved. And I'm sure that Jesus loved all of them, but for some reason, he saw himself that way. And I think that is a key way to experience soul rest. When we have soul rest, we can rest in God's love and we don't need to keep doing in order to feel good about ourselves or get somebody else to love us. If we can rest in God's love for us, then we are freer to do what God has for us without a forced labor or forced attitude of it. It comes more naturally. And when you think about both of them in their different contexts with Jesus, that is something that they shared in common. It seemed like they both just knew and embraced the fact that Jesus loved them outside mm -hmm. of any performance or thing that they were doing. So these are the types of insights, Sharla, that make me excited to move forward with your course. They're things that they are there for the taking, but we often in the busyness of our daily lives don't take the time to really deeply contemplate. I figured for you as a Bible teacher, I could ask that question. <laughs> so yes. I appreciate you doing that. I'm super excited to step into the course. And I'm just so thankful that in your obedience, you responded to God's leading to develop this course and to do the deep studying and the work that was involved in it to put it all together. So thank you, Sharla. And thank you, Nikki. It was a pleasure to talk with you. So what do a pair of heroin addicts from Dublin, 
Mary of Bethany and Jesus's disciple John all have in common? Okay, stay with me here. This conversation with Sharla has me questioning my definition of what real rest really is. Am I, in the words of you two, running to stand still? This song actually chronicles the lives of a heroin-addicted couple, and yet it begs the question, what might we be frantically trying to fill ourselves with that consequently will make us emptier still? So maybe it's not addictive drugs. Maybe it's the busyness we proudly wear, as Sharla said, like a badge, or the compliments we garner for that presentation, or that performance, or maybe that parenting move. Maybe it's the number of likes we received on that Facebook or Instagram post or podcast. Maybe what we really need is just the opposite. So what does Mary of Bethany, the disciple John, and two heroin addicts have in common? They all long to be filled. But Mary, as she sat at Jesus' feet, and John, as he reclined next to Jesus at the Passover meal the night before his death, they both chose, as Jesus said in Luke 10, what was better. They chose to sit in God's presence and receive his love. Come to me, Jesus told the crowds in Matthew 11, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest, a rest that couldn't be taken away, soul rest. You can learn more about Charla, including her Discover Soul Rest course at her website, charlafritz.com. Look for that link in the show notes. From now until February 25th, you can access this course for the reduced price of $29 instead of $37. You'll also receive the added bonuses of an ebook with 21 five-minute soul rest practices, access to a private Facebook group as you journey through soul rest, and Zoom workshops with more of Charlotte's teaching and the opportunity to ask questions. Thanks for joining us today. The Mudroom Podcast is a production of the Mudroom Blog. It's executive produced by Tammy Perlmutter. It's produced, written, and edited by Nicole Wu. A very special thanks to recording artist Krista Wells for our theme song, More Than I Am. Graphic design by Amanda Tingle-Taylor. For more on the Mudroom, a place for stories emerging in the midst of the mess, visit mudroomblog.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. We'll see you here next time at the Mudroom, where the door is always open. Mm -mm, You make me more than I am.